Good morning, Kansas City. This is the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Stephen St. John and Nate Bucati with Jake Gutierrez and Laser the Intern. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Today on the show will be our normal football Tuesday lineup with former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio at 730. Former Chiefs wide receiver Mark Bowrichter in studio with us in the 8 o'clock hour. And Jeff Chidea from NFL Network and NFL.com in studio with us in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll also have some comments from Andy Reid's Zoom call with the media from yesterday. Just to keep you updated on what the schedule looks like for this uh, Super Bowl bye week for the Chiefs and media availability, so when you'll be able to hear from the players and coaches, there is no media availability either today or tomorrow. Then on Thursday, Andy Reid's going to have a press conference uh, just before noon out at Arrowhead. Patrick Mahomes and then other select players will also be speaking to the media after Andy Reid, and uh, then they'll have practice uh, at one twenty. Uh, and then on Friday, you'll get the normal coordinators, Dave Tobe, Matt Nagy, and uh, Steve Spagnolo at the podium. Uh, and then followed by a list of players that are selected by the club to speak to the media. And then on Saturday, no media availability. Then on Sunday, uh, the team will depart for Las Vegas to get ready for Super Bowl week. Um And that will be, only local media will be allowed to attend practice. Uh, And that will be all of the media availability, um, whoever goes to the podium. So uh, by comparison, last week uh, they would have Andy Reid and coaches and various players at the podium Uh, speaking to the media in press conference form. But they also had an open locker room on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from 11.45 to 12.30 for about 45 minutes where reporters could go into the locker room and speak to players that were not scheduled to be at the podium uh, at all during the week. And that's still, I mean, 14 players were scheduled to be at the podium last week. So uh, I I don't know if it'll be as many, but just... That's 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 a good guess, I would say, between ten and twelve, or so. Um, but no meet, no no uh, open locker room, no media availability for the locker room this week, and so you'll just have um, the players available at the podium, which is disappointing for me because you get better answers, you get better conversations with players uh, if you get a chance to talk to them, you know, up close, face to face in the locker room in a more relaxed setting. Um, but, hey, it is what it is, and we'll have people out there at the Andy Reid press conferences, the coordinators' press conferences, and the players' press conferences, and have that sound for you throughout the week. But nothing today and nothing tomorrow. Media availability on Thursday and Friday, nothing Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the Chiefs head to Vegas for the Super Bowl. One of those conversations that we had from last week 
that uh, I thought was good was our conversation with defensive lineman, uh, pass rusher Charles Aminihue. Um It was it was interesting to hear him talk about um, this being his third chance in five years to play in a conference championship game, but he still had not made it to a Super Bowl. If you remember, he played for the San Francisco 49ers before he came here and signed as a free agent with the Chiefs. Um, and you could tell how how badly he wanted to uh, not only play well in that game against Baltimore, but to get a chance to, to get to the Super Bowl after um, coming up just a bit short the last couple of years. And so I was really excited for him when he got that sack and uh, strip caused the fumble, uh, and that was a big play at the time. Um, and then I was really, uh, it sucked to see him get hurt later on in the game with that knee injury. And then if you remember, he spoke to some media on the field, and somebody asked him, you, you know, are you, you going to miss the Super Bowl? Or you, He goes, do I look like someone who's going to miss the Super Bowl? I'm ready. I can't wait to play in the Super Bowl. And, man, what what a opportunity for him. Not only does he finally get to the Super Bowl, he gets to play against the team that he played for the past four years. Um, that sucks because yesterday we find out multiple reports that he suffered a torn ACL. And so he, he's obviously not going to be playing in the Super Bowl. You, you feel terrible for him, um, but he can feel good about the fact that he helped this team get to the Super Bowl. He had a big play in that game against the Ravens. Um, but he won't get a chance to go up against his former team, the 49ers, in the big game. Does it hurt the Chiefs? Sure it does. He had uh, seven sacks in 11 games. Seven sacks in 11 games. But I will tell you something that is uh, at least a little interesting. The Chiefs, as a team, and it's not just about a Menahue playing and a Menahue not playing, because clearly, if you could choose, you would want to have a Menahue available for the Super Bowl. But the Chiefs, in his uh, during his six game suspension, were five and one. The only game they lost during his suspension was the twenty one twenty season opener to the Lions. The Chiefs beat the Jags, the Bears, the Jets, the Vikings, and the Broncos without him. He came back for the Chargers game. And then, oddly enough, when he came back, that's when uh, the team really overall became inconsistent. And uh, after they won by two touchdowns against the Chargers, that's the next week is when they lost to the Broncos. And then, it, and then it was such a bizarre stretch. Uh, beat the Dolphins, lost to the Eagles. Beat the Raiders, lost to the Packers, lost to the Bills. Beat the Patriots, lost to the Raiders. Of course, that's the last time they lost. And they finished the regular season beating the Bengals and the Chargers, and they motored through the AFC playoffs. And so at least there's that confidence, hey, uh, they can win without him. They were 5-1 and one without him. Also, something that could end up being a huge storyline. 
and um, I, I, I love the opportunity. The Chiefs drafted a defensive end, a pass rusher, in the first round this year. He has been a forgotten man because he has been a healthy scratch in the playoffs. But go back, and he his, his, he had more playing time when Charles Amenehew was suspended. And one of the reasons his snap count decreased is because of Charles Amenehew. Felix and Yudike Uzama. Here is your opportunity. You get a chance to step back in to an important role for your hometown team in the Super Bowl. So, yes, I was very disappointed to hear that Amenihu had a torn ACL and that he won't participate. But here we go again with draft picks and quality depth and players being able to step into an opportunity and perform well. Felix, FAU, here you go. Nobody roots for anyone to get hurt, but everyone hopes for an opportunity to succeed, hopes for just the opportunity to play in a game like this. A many of you doesn't get hurt, FAU might not even suit up. He might be a, once again a healthy scratch. And I don't look. I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're going to look at Turk Wharton, and, and maybe he won't get a whole bunch of snaps. Maybe he won't get a big opportunity. But I sure would think. I sure would hope that the first thing that they say is, "Okay, we drafted him for a reason, and now this 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 opportunity is in front of him. He spent the entire season." learning this defense, getting comfortable, even when he has been inactive. He's been a part of the team, part of practice, part of the preparation. Early in the season, I mean, he had he had some moments, right? We remember him playing, and then it just it went away. There was, you know, when a, when a player, the magnitude of a many you comes back, someone has to lose playing time. Someone has to lose snaps. And it was it was Felix, but now I mean just as as, as bad as I feel for a many of you, I'm I'm excited for for FAU, right? That's a local kid, and now he has this opportunity to step in and help this team win a championship, and so. If you're a K-State fan, be excited. And I hope, I mean, just imagine if that kid steps in and, I don't know, gets a sack, forces a fumble, just has a big play. A big play. Go, You know, you don't have to go in and be a superstar. You don't have to go in and be, you know, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, which he was. But just go in there and be part of this unbelievably productive defense. Just help take up a little bit of the slack, and and the Chiefs will benefit from it greatly. And so, it was it was, you know the, oh so many of you oh all right King Felix come on show this show 
show Brett Veach that he was right. Show this team what you can do. Show this fan base why you were the first-round pick. And so uh, gutted for a many you, excited for FAU, and hopefully he'll get a chance to play and, and make an impact in this game. Now, look, it's not just going to be him. You know, Turk Wharton has had a nice playoff run. That one play where uh, it was a third down and somehow he, he made a terrific solo tackle on Lamar Jackson is great. And, and Turk Wharton is a very versatile defensive lineman who's he's, he's been nice, right? That's something you lose with the many of the versatility. You can really do it all in the defensive line. And like I said, seven sacks in the 11 regular season games, that's terrific production out of a defensive lineman. But um, that's that's... That was the story yesterday. After enjoying the uh, enjoying the big win on Monday, coming back down to earth just a little bit, hearing about a many of you, but uh, reminding myself, hey, Rasheed Rice, the second round pick, stud, Wanye Morris, when he was called upon due to injury, he stepped in and played well enough to make you feel like he's a part of the future. Mike Edwards got hurt in the playoffs. Fourth-round pick Shamari Connor stepped in. He played pretty damn well, didn't he? Well, all right. Time to go back to the well and see if this draft class can continue to help this football team. Nate Bucati, uh Jacob Harris, your thoughts on the topic? Yeah, it, it really is heartbreaking for a Menehue. Um As you said, it was really... It was really awesome getting a chance to talk to him last week. I saw he he tweeted out uh, an emoji of a broken heart. I can't imagine getting so close to the Super Bowl so many times, then finally making it, and then you can't play. Um, I was I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I was really surprised to see the news yesterday. I mean, I knew he got hurt in the game, but like you said, seeing the post game, the way he talked, I didn't expect to see that news. Um, Another guy I'd throw out there that, uh, that that can help defensively is Mike Dana. You know, he had a couple quarterback hits in the game against the Ravens. I know we, we've all enjoyed the way he's played this year. They have, they have good depth uh, along that line. And would it stun any of us if a many Hugo – I'm sorry, if a – It would stun me if a many Hugo yeah, played yeah, it would. Well. That would stun it us. It would be stunning. Yeah, that would be stunning. I take it back. Yeah. But Felix, would it stun you if you made a play in the Super Bowl? I mean, it just – it's like MBS. No, that's why I mentioned him in the monologue. Yeah. We'll see. Though. So it wouldn't stun you. Right. But it just seems like that's the Chiefs. That's what Blazer they do. gets it. He, he, yeah. He's following along. He's paying attention. Right. Yeah. I did jot it down in my little right. notebook here. Um, it just seems like that's what happens with the Chiefs. I mean, they haven't said that, you know. Yeah. But you put two and two together. I mean, I like, like Mike Danny, yes, but Mike Danny already starts. He's right. already like, right. like who – do, do, do we spend any high draft pick on a defensive end that can step in and help? That, that plays that exact position. That hasn't been active. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So. Well, hey, big opportunity. And, I, you know, he doesn't have to go out, like you said, and be superhuman. Just go do your job. Listen to Spags. Do what he says. <laughs> Going up against a really good team, obviously, in the 49ers. But this Chiefs defense... They've shown they can uh, they can they can shut down the best offenses in the NFL. 
Absolutely. When I saw that, I I, I thought it was bad. It was a non-contact. I, I, Especially when they show the replay. Yeah. I, I didn't, went down, I didn't, yeah. I, when I heard him say that after the game, I, I mean, I, I, I was like, that's well-wishing. But, man, that looked bad. And yeah, when he said, do I look like a guy that's not going to play in this? I'm like... Yeah, kind of. I mean, <laughs> a little, and that's what I mean. It's heartbreaking for a guy like that, and especially since he's been such a vital piece to this this defense. I mean, his his the day he came back, the first game he was back, you could feel a, a different kind of vibe with that defensive line. Um, he just has an attitude on that on that line, and it's it's going to be missed. But they know how to play without him. Yeah, they know how to win without they him. They do, and they got a talented guy that should be highly motivated to be able to step in. I mean, again, this, this, this is not the best-case scenario, but it's pretty good that you have a first-round yeah. talent right? that can step in that you haven't had to use the past couple of games. And so we talk about it all the time with running backs and with Kelsey. There's some fresh legs there, too. Absolutely. And it's that's kind of been the story, too, for this defense. Like, you know, Bush came on the field and had a, a big interception. I mean, it's it's next man up. And that's, you know, the props to Veach and, and Andy Reid and the coaching staff for having that, that depth. I mean, you talked about it yesterday. You look at all the other teams complaining about injuries, and that's the story. And it's like the game against the Ravens, the Chiefs were the injured team. And they, you know, they they didn't make excuses. They just had guys step up. And Felix gets an extra week to to get prepared. You know they have a couple days off here, but they start start installing the game plan on Thursday. They've got they've got extra time for him to get ready, get mental reps for what is a complicated offense they're going to go up against. I would think it would be nice to be able to talk to the guys in the locker room, but I would think that going up against the Forty ers offense for a defensive end would be one of the more difficult. Offenses to face. Well, and you saw what Purdy did to the Lions with his legs and not yeah. containing him. Yeah. I mean, he, he burned them many times, time after time, you know. Yeah. He, he didn't have anything downfield. His first couple options were out, and then he just escaped the pocket and, and got away from some defenders and outran linebackers. He won't have those same opportunities against the Chiefs. No, I agree. I agree. But he showed the ability to, to be, you know, able to get away. If this game's close in the fourth quarter, it'll end up like the first Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. One quarterback will make plays, the other one will not. Which quarterback do you think will make plays? Well, the the one that I said would make plays against the Ravens and the one guy that would make some big mistakes against the Chiefs. So I'm going to stick with that. That is awesome. <laughs> with, with Mahomes making the big plays when he has to. Uh, How are you doing? <laughs> How are you all I doing? Just, I, I felt very strongly there was going to be some some Lamar, some playoff Lamar that would uh, show up on Sunday, and it surfaced, and and he was there. So, and that's that's all. Hey, the difference in these games: two, three, four plays. That's it. You know, the biggest play in that game was the fumble by Zay Flowers. And then right after that, you know, Lamar saying, you know, there's a couple of guys down there, but Lamar, it was three, forcing the ball into triple coverage. Who knows if they score either one of those touchdowns? But they didn't. They didn't. 
because the Chiefs defense was too good. The Chiefs defense was better. So that you know, it's just I, I that's that's why I picked the Chiefs in the playoffs. And overall, over the over the you know, I, I get teased by Jeff Chidia. Are we gonna pick the Chiefs again? The record's pretty good in the postseason. It's turned out pretty well for you. It's turned out pretty I mean, well. For I you. mean, I'm I'm you know, Mahomes is fourteen and three, which means I'm fourteen and three. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I'm feeling good. If you know, if you could, if you could walk around and boast about a fourteen and three record in postseason play, as, as you know, as a prognosticator. Hello. It's that's good. Why would yeah? Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Okay. Two of those law. Two of the three losses to Tom Brady, and he does, You know he's he's not around anymore. And Joe Burrow, they ain't playing Joe Burrow. So I, I feel good. I feel great. I feel great about this matchup. I love it. I felt like the Super Bowl was played in Baltimore on Sunday. No disrespect to the 49ers and, and no disrespect to the Lions, but I I love. The quarterback matchup between Mahomes and Goff or Mahomes and Brock Purdy, and I previously loved the coaching. I've, I, I have loved the coaching matchup between Andy Reid and Spags and Kyle Shanahan and the Forty Nine ers staff. That's I, it for me. Man. I've enjoyed it. I'll take Spags against Brock Purdy all day long. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so am I. You know, I like it. I like it a lot. And I and thank you, Vegas, for allowing the 49ers to open up as favorites. That's good, too. Mm-hmm. Keep, that, that blows my mind. Keep the Chiefs as underdogs. That <laughs> just blows my mind. Why? Well, because, like, if you have everything you just said. Well, I mean. Have we not learned by now? They're just going by the rosters. They're just going by the teams. They're Have just... we not learned by now? Well, I, I mean, all I'm saying is <laughs> going by the rosters. I agree. I, really, I, agree. I, I really don't understand what they're going by, to be honest with you. Like, for the, 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 these men are 14-3 and three in the postseason I, together. Look, I, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. But what I'm saying is that's, this is what Vegas is looking at. And obviously, like... They're trying to get as much money waged on this game as possible, so they're going to set a line where you know, where it's a real tasty line, and I, I expect that line to move though. What's it at this morning? I'll tell you currently what it's at right now. We are looking at the Chiefs plus two. <laughs> So it's moving in the 49ers direction, like people are betting on the Niners. I haven't looked at where the money's going, but I, that usually says so. ESPN still got it at one and a half. DraftKings has it at two, and I'm going to maybe throw something on it right now. <laughs> Jump on that while you can. Yeah. <laughs> a little here and there. <laughs> Had a good weekend. Why not? First Super Bowl bet of the year. What did you get? What did you lock in at? Two plus two right now. Well, you know. What do you think it ends up at? One minus minus one for the Niners. Hmm. Brock Purdy is a favorite in the Super Bowl over Patrick Mahomes. That sentence right there. 
Well, I mean, and Brock Purdy is not. I think there's uh, 21 it, other guys playing too, but that was kind of important. Though. Yeah, it is. Relatively, it is. I think we saw that last weekend. Hey, Brock Purdy's played really well. He's a good player. He's better. He's 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 not. I don't think he gets as much respect as he should most of the time. But I don't know. I haven't been. I mean, it's he, great. It's a great story. Real real good story. Real nice. He played really well in the second half last game. It's a real good story. Seventh round draft pick. It's real nice. He did an awesome job firing that ball right off that Lions player's helmet, <laughs> so it would bounce right to Ayuk. <laughs> it's and it's hard for me to believe that the Chiefs are underdogs after beating that the combination of the eighty nine forty niners and eighty five bears and two thousand ravens whatever else they were compared to. So now do we do, do we all come to an agreement that maybe that wasn't one of the greatest NFL teams of all time? I mean, I think maybe that's a fair conclusion to draw. I don't. I don't want to. Get out there too far on the limb. Don't speak for me, but I'll agree with that. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, they were uh, DVOA and analytics darlings and everything else, but that's also a reminder that it's also okay to, to trust your eyeballs sometimes. Analytics, DVOA, all that wonderful tools to help you assess a football team. But if that's all you rely on, then then you're going to miss some things. You're going to miss some human element. And you're going to miss the fact that one quarterback was going to feel the pressure and make some mistakes and make some bad throws on Sunday. And the other quarterback was going to thrive in that environment and thrive under pressure. And throw a 33-yard bomb to MVS to seal the game, like we all predicted. So, And I just I feel good about that coming up in two weeks in, in Vegas. Now, there's been so many comparisons now between the Chiefs. It seems like people are even more willing now to talk about the Chiefs and, and, and compare them to the Patriots and, and how the Patriots dynasty progressed. It's always a reminder that there were times that we only think about, you know, Tom Brady winning Super Bowls. He lost to some inferior quarterbacks. You know, he, he has those losses to Eli Manning. He lost to Nick Foles. I know you, you love him, Jake, but still, it's, you know, when you think about that Super now. Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. Right. When, when you think about that, like, oh, wait, what now? What happened? <laughs> that is wild. What did, you know. So that that's that's always out there, but there's always a chance again as he builds his resume that you know Mahomes is just too good to let that happen. He'll lose some playoff games like he has to elite quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady twice, but you're going to have to be that to beat him in the postseason, or at least so far from what we've seen. Wasn't the uh, the undefeated Patriots team? Wasn't that Giants team that beat them like nine and seven in the regular season, something like that? I believe they were a wild card. They they were like they had gone on a late run to win some games just to get into the playoffs, and of course that took maybe the greatest play in Super Bowl history with that helmet catch to happen. But those things can happen. But yeah, we've seen it. 
man, it just, yep, yeah, it can happen. The 49ers are a good team. So, but. 10 and 6. No, we're 10 and 6, okay. Yeah. Against an undefeated team, though. He got him twice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Spags. Spags. Yeah, that's right. Spags, Spags on our side, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> he's not He's not on the Niners side. God, what a game that defense played. <laughs> and and look, and, and Spags, I, if, if they get this done, and get, he, he, we talk so much about historically – what is Andy Reid building? What What is his legacy? Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Spags is going to have to be considered one of the greatest defensive coordinators in NFL history, period. But I, don't, I don't care about what happened to him as a head coach in St. Louis. That, that, that can't take away from what he is as a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And when you have on your resume... The de- you were the defensive coordinator when you beat, at the time, the highest-scoring team in NFL history in Tom Brady. And then you get brought in to this Chiefs organization and replace Bob Sutton, who clearly was was a fine man but holding this team back. And you think about the defensive performances we've seen since Spags has been here in the postseason, mm-hmm. one of the best, and, and, and if you want to qualify and say one of the best postseason defensive coordinators of all, of course, of all time, yeah. But that's he's he's one of the best defensive coordinators this league has ever seen, and we need to start saying that repeatedly because it's not just Andy and Patrick and Travis; those are huge reasons, but Spags. That's why all those players had the shirts in Spags We Trust with him with laser eyes. <laughs> Lasers. By the way, this shirt's available now. Justin Reed tweeted that out. Uh, a portion of his proceeds, a portion of the proceeds will go to his foundation. Yep. But a uh, a steep price of $65 for the shirt, for the T-shirt. Part of it goes to charity, which I understand. And so I'm, I've, I've not talked myself into that yet. But you know to. what? You know what? It's on the table. DraftKings paying for it. There, there it is. And that's how you justify that. Very good. Do it. Do it right now and, and know that it'll go, you know, some of the proceeds will go to Justin Reed's uh, charity. So that helps. We'll take a break. Back after this on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Welcome back to the show. Let me uh, take a brief moment away from the Chiefs and sports. First, we have... Uh, Laser, the intern, is going to make a quick stop in the studio so we can check in with him. It's been a minute. And he's uh, been loyally showing up for duty. Jake, has he been doing all right? Yeah, it's been good. Makes good coffee. Have you taught him anything, though? No. Well, Laser, the intern, have you learned anything of substance during this... uh, during this internship, do you feel like you're? Are we getting there? Is there anything that you picked up? So, how long has it been since you've been in the studio? It's been at least a month or so, or, or more. 
Yeah, I think this is my like my eighth week. Here. Okay, so how have you have you actually learned anything? Yeah, like like I said when I when I first came on uh, like a few weeks ago, you know, just how much goes into you know producing all this and kind of opened my eyes to you know how much how much goes into it. Well, you know, like he's here, like super, like he's probably here by the time I wake up in the morning. He's already, you know. Yeah, he wakes up like at two thirty in the morning. Yeah, and I wake up. Yeah. Absolutely unnecessary. Have you started taking ice baths just as a way to yeah. prep? I am not. I am not. Okay. Um, six minutes this morning. Six minutes. It's warm out. It's so like is this six minutes? Doesn't after spending eight weeks here, do you say I like this profession? I'd like to pursue it, uh, or do you say no? Thank you. Not for me. Uh, it's definitely still something I want to pursue. Um, you know, me and my brother have always wanted to do something like this. You know, have a talk show or something. So, what does your brother say about all this? About like me being on like having internship. Yeah, the internship. And does he? Yeah, he thinks it's super cool. And you know, he's thinking hopefully one day he gets to you know have an internship here and kind of get the opportunity as well. Why don't you plug your uh, podcast again? Plug it again. Yeah. Okay. What do you got? Where, where where can people listen to it? Uh, so YouTube, and we also have it on Spotify as well. Okay, now that's a that that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. What's the name of it on Spotify? What do we look up? Uh, Laser Bros Podcast. Now, was there was there a special spelling again? Uh, so on YouTube, I changed the. Okay. There's no more six zero nine nine. Yeah, we didn't get that one. Well, although we kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seemed like it was geared towards us. Unique. Yeah. So they're just Laser Bros. Yeah. Uh, L a z e r. Okay. Bros and then podcast. All right. Are you getting? Are you getting any feedback? Are you getting any? You feel like you're building a, a fan base, or yeah, like there's been people have reached out to me and yeah. all that. So um, it's definitely going the right direction. But That's yeah, right. Still trying to, still work in progress. Did you? Uh, what, what did you think of the Chiefs win over the uh, Baltimore Ravens? I mean, I was super impressed. Uh, you know, me and my brother, we kind of argue about it. Um, he's a huge Lamar guy, and I, I kind of have my skepticism about Lamar when it comes to the playoffs. Right. And we kind of saw that, you know, come to fruition again. So. Yeah, I was I was really impressed by the defense and you know the offense first three drives or first two drives were able to put points on the board and you know defense has held down the Ravens for the majority of the game. Did your brother learn his lesson about playoff Lamar? There's I hope a, so. There's, there's, a, there's a regular season Lamar and then there's a playoff Lamar. Yeah, Does he understand that now? I'll have to talk to him about it on our next episode. Yeah, but, hey, uh, you know what? Tell him. I'll drag I'll him sure, for this yeah, one. I'll make sure to point it out. All right. Um, that's sure. I mean, you got to establish your dominance. Mm-hmm. I know it's Laser Bros, but you know then. I mean, come on. Just like, you know, there's there's, there's a hierarchy. Yes, right, know. right. There's, there's also Mario Brothers, but, right. you know, Luigi's, is, you know, the second guy. Is it guy. Luigi? I mean, the second guy. He's yeah, the Mario. Yeah. Right. He's a sidekick. All right. It's Mario and Luigi. Well, so what So what do you, uh, what's your early uh, prediction for the Super Bowl? What do you feel? Oh, I'm confident in the Chiefs. You know, San Francisco, the first two games kind of start out the game slow. And if you do that against the Chiefs, they've kind of shown the second half right. that they're going to hold teams down. I mean, I think they've. They allowed three points to Baltimore second half last week and seven to Buffalo in the second half and then zero to Miami. So That's if San Francisco right. starts out slow, I don't know if they'll be able to recover. They're not overturning a 17-point deficit against the Chiefs. No, no. Brock Purdy, I think, will throw interception this game. I mean, he had a pick dropped in the first round that they played in, and then he had another interception last week. Now, how old are you? Um, I just turned 24. Okay, you're 24. Reasonable age. I don't think you'll have an answer for this question. This is a pop culture question. Okay. But if you do have one, you can certainly weigh in. Okay. This is for Nate and Jake. I think this is a very difficult question. I just went through it, and I came up with a couple of answers. I don't go with the normal answers. 
because I like certain movies. You know, just I'm not going to go with uh, with the popular picks. Um, one of my favorite actors over my life is celebrating his 94th birthday today, and that would be Gene Hackman. And also one of my favorite stories about Gene Hackman, when I was a young man uh, in the 80s, my dad and my mom took me to Vegas, uh, and then my dad took me to a fight at the Las Vegas Hilton, and it was a championship fight on HBO between Michael Nunn and Sumbu Kalambe. And because uh, I thought it would be a fight that would go rounds because my dad didn't like, you know, we're not going to go to one of those, you know, first round knockouts. I was like, well, this, this will be a. And Michael Nunn landed an unbelievable punch in the first round and, and knocked out <laughs> Super Colombay. But anyway, there were a few uh, celebrities in the crowd. Gene Hackman was one of them. And so we saw Gene Hackman standing in line. I've told this story before, Jake. You know what I said. Standing in line. To, for concessions, right? Yeah. And my mom lost her blank because she loved Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman was a very handsome man to her. Yeah. Gene Hackman. Yeah. And so, uh, and my dad was egging her on. And I'm just standing, I'm, I, was, I don't know how old I was, 12 or whatever. And he was, he was, go do something. Come on, go do something. And this, we didn't have a camera with us. There were no flip phones. There were no, you know, the, you know, uh, laser. Uh, there weren't uh, cameras in the phones back then. Okay. So we, didn't, we really didn't even have a phone either. So, and so go do something. And so I, I, don't, I don't. And so and he. I remember. I'll never forget this. And I'm thinking I want to get an autograph. You know. And I'm trying to find something. So I've got my program from the fight. And before I could go up to ask him for an autograph and he was just standing to the side of the concession line and he just had a hot dog and he uh, and he was eating his hot dog my mom just walked up to him and goosed him <laughs> no way she grabbed Gene Hackman's ass and I'm watching her <laughs> and he went like that and she goes I'm just a big fan and he goes well it seems like you are and he kind of laughed about it and that was it and then and I'm like what I, he, nah. so then he scurries off, no autograph for me, you know? And my dad's like, why'd you do that? And she goes, I mean, why? when am I going to get a chance to do that again? And I, I, that's a good way to put that's it. right. Okay. That's right. All right. I mean, I get it. And it became a great story. I guess that's better than an autograph. That my mom, that my mom goose Hell yeah. That's that right? way better than her name scribbled on a piece of paper. I don't even know what your answer would He's be. He's so awesome. I know what his answer would be. All right, too. easy. I, I, I'll I know two of his more. answers. You won't know my answers. I have, uh, I have four. You, you might, you should. Well, I picked I mean, four. French Connection probably is one of them. Steve St. John Cena. Right, I give Bob, that to him. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's what I had. I grew up on. You that. have to watch that. With Sit the down other. and watch this. So I'll defer that. I'll give my dad. That's got to be his favorite right. Gene Hackman. Although there's some other ones in there. Right. Favorite Gene for you. Favorite Gene Hackman movie. And then number boy, one. I don't know if I can just say number there's one. There's so many. I know. Um, do you I mean, know who Gene Hackman is, Laser the Intro? I do not know. Well, you the research, this is, what we're going to do wow. is we're going to have you research over the next hour or so. Come back to us and tell us if you've ever seen a Gene Hackman movie, because maybe you have. You just don't realize it. Oh, boo the kid. He's, the last Gene Hackman movie was 2004. So? He's been out for a while. Oh, has he? Right. Wow. Though he's, he's, still, he's still living, doing well. Yeah, but he's right. I mean, he's doing retirement. That's right. Hoosiers is great. See, that's what everyone will say. Right. Everybody say Hoosiers, but that's not what I mean. And I like Hoosiers. It's just not my favorite Gene Hackman. I movie. mean, Unforgiven, probably. Okay. I mean, that. All right. I don't know. All right. 
So I'm calling you Little Bill. <laughs> Don't, Jake. please. Please. No, we, know what, no, we know what Jake's is. Or we know what Nate's is. Royal, Royal, Royal Tenenbaums, Tenenbaums, right? Yeah. Anything else? I mean, he was great in the Superman movies with Christopher okay. Reeves. So I mean, he was Lex Luthor. What do you think my number one is? Probably Superman 3. He was in Superman one, 2. 2. 2, that's that. Superman not, 2 would have to be. Not. He was great as Lex Luthor. He was great as Lex Luthor. Yeah. The other ones that I have, uh, see, this, this movie was great, but it's kind of off the radar. For no Way Out. Oh, yeah. With him and Kevin Costner and Sean Young. It's a great movie. Great movie. Unforgiven, which was fantastic. But the one that I probably have watched most next to Superman 2, this damn thing's on all the time. And whenever it's on, I watch it. And he was such, I don't want to say slimy, but he was such a kind of of slimy attorney that was just, he was so, he was great in this. It was when he played Tom Cruise's mentor in The Firm. Yeah. As Avery Tolar. Remember? Oh, yeah. And that that movie was great because Wilford Brimley was a villain (laughs) and got cold cocked by Tom Cruise at one point. Tom Cruise just beat the hell out of Wilford Brimley. What movie am I watching? It was great. Diabetes. Right, right. Checking blood sugar. Right. But but Gene Hackman was great in that movie. Oh, yeah. But there's like, there's a million others. so many good movies. Well, I, I, you're looking at the body of work. Like, how do you burning? How do you pick? You know, great and get shorty. Uh, you've seen Young Frankenstein. You ever seen that? Sure. Yeah. He's. Oh, I forgot bl- he was in that. The blind guy. <laughs> I mean, Gene Hackman is a phenomenal so, actor. It's funny that you guys knew my answer better than I did because you know the honest answer was I was like, please, Hoosiers. please tell me what name, what movies he's been in because like I know who he oh, is. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but coach, I can't think. Like I don't. Coach Norm Dale. I can't remember any of them off the top of my head because I just don't know any. Enemy of the enemy, enemy of the state. state. I was gonna say that's an absolute underrated. power. I mean, especially uh, me being who I am, enemy of the state. He was he was hilarious in the Birdcage with Robin yep, Williams. Birdcage, yeah. Remember when he played the senator? <laughs> remember showing up to dinner to meet his is uh, the 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 parents of the uh, the son that his daughter's dating. Yes, um, Birdcage. The Firm, Unforgiven. Crimson Tide. Like you said, Mississippi Burning. The Superman movies, No Way Out was uh, Hoosiers. You don't remember Hoosiers? You wouldn't have got uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, once, yeah, and well, like when you said Royal Tenenbaums, I was like, oh, yeah, he was great in Royal Tenenbaums. He was awesome. Oh, he was, I just, he was great. He's bringing the cheeseburger. He's, <laughs> he's dying he, of cancer. He has the cancer. He's got the he does cancer. not have the cancer. The Conversation. Eating burgers. French Connection, the Poseidon Adventure. Good God. Yeah. He's so shout out uh to Happy Jim birthday. Yeah. Happy happy ninety four. Ninety fourth birthday. Even though Laser the Internet has no idea who you are and for a minute Nate didn't either, so that's fine. <laughs> I knew he was I mean like I think like I know that Happy name. Birthday! But for some reason I had the I had the dad in elf pictured in my head. Who's that? What's his what's that? James Kahn. I had his that's I was sunny. picturing him. That's Sonny from Sunny Corleone. Yeah. That's Sonny. Oh, that was Sonny from The Godfather. Yeah. Wow. That's Sonny Corleone. Yeah. Man. That's Sonny. He recently passed away. Yep. His son, Scott Kahn. Yeah. We will uh, take a break, and we'll tell uh, Nate more about uh, famous actors and uh, 
Laser in the movies that I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laser the answer. Yeah. That, that's why he had such a weird delivery. I, know. I, was, I know the answer. He goes, what's my answer going to be? I, I was thinking like, oh, God, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. Was it he right? Was, oh, man, yeah, heck yeah. I love that movie, and he was great in it. <laughs> All right, we'll, uh, we'll take a break. Back into this on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. You want to play some Andy Reid here? You want to do a short segment? You tell me. You're the boss. Ah, you know. I'm up for whatever. A lot of people say you are. I'm up for whatever. We can play a cut or two if you want. No. We got... Nate Buchanan, tell people where you were yesterday. <laughs> no. No. Oh. You're listening to Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Just Not likely. Out of the way. Uh, I was in I was in Fort Lauderdale yesterday uh, doing the play by play on Apple TV of Inter Miami versus All Hilal Lauderdale, uh, which is uh, the basically the Saudi Pro League has been spending millions and millions of dollars on players and soccer, and so it was Lionel Messi and Inter Miami playing a preseason game in uh, in a tournament over there, and so for me. It was a massive bucket list moment because I got to do play-by-play on a global uh, broadcast of what I think is the greatest player, at least in my lifetime, and maybe to ever live. And I got to I got to broadcast a goal that he scored. So I got to make a Lionel Messi goal call, which was pretty cool. So that's where I was yesterday. Flew home. Um, the game was at one o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time, since it was being played over in Saudi Arabia. So. I flew home last night on Southwest, and I tweeted out last night that on the flight home, you know, the Southwest flight attendants, a lot of times they say funny things when they get on the on the intercom when they're making their announcements, which is I, I enjoy. They have good fun on yeah, those flights. Yeah, I enjoy it. They make jokes. They they say funny things. My, and, uh, my aunt's a flight attendant for Southwest. Oh, is that right? Yeah, she has a, she has a great time. Well, I doubt it was her yesterday no. because this lady said, uh, as we were descending into Kansas City, you know, she's making her final announcements, and she says, "Thank you for flying Southwest. Welcome to Kansas City. Congratulations on making another Super Bowl. You guys do know that nobody else is rooting for you, right?" And the whole plane kind of laughed. And That's not funny, I but it is a, true, though. I think she was a Niners fan. But uh, hey, good. That means we're great, right? <laughs> That's what it. That's what it means to be the best. And people get tired of it. And they want to see somebody else win. Good. Get used to it. Because the Chiefs aren't going anywhere, baby. Actually, I do think there's like millions and millions of new Chiefs fans because of uh, one Taylor Swift. So I think she was wrong on that level. But I think most diehard NFL fans. I think most average NFL yeah, fans. Most average NFL fans are probably cheering for for the Niners. Good. Good. Well, yeah, see, a, see a team like San Francisco that's never had any success right. finally get over the hump and get a trophy. People don't remember anything that happened last week. They're not likable. I don't care if people like the Chiefs or not. We love them. Yep. There's a lot of people that love the Chiefs. She's wrong. It is different, though. I mean, you think about the first Super Bowl the Chiefs were in, in, well, the last of the Mahomes era, right? The first one in 50 L- years. L-I-V. Like, it seemed like everybody was like, oh, what a great story. Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl first time in 50 years or whatever it was. And everybody's rooting for the Chiefs against the Niners that time. And now it seems like quite the opposite. And 
I don't know. I think Twitter probably skews that a lot. I don't know if it gives you a fair dichotomy. Twitter's totally accurate yeah. of <laughs> perfect reflection of everything real life. going on yeah. in reality. It's, well, yep, it is the real world. It mirrors reality. So, so there. So I, so I believe that everybody is against the Chiefs. <laughs> See. Thank you. The I good mean, thing is the one group of people, that up for the me. one group of people we need on our side, the refs, we got them. Oh, well, you know, it's tough. In ask, our back ask pocket, Dave baby. Flowers, how tough it is. Ah. I can't get enough of reading that that garbage. Uh, have you heard it? You haven't listened to it. Oh, huh? Oh, well, you can play that when we come back. Oh, that'd be good. I love it. We'll take a break. Back after this on WHB. the whistle. It's messy. It's top corner. It's clinical as always. Messi's got his first preseason goal in 2024, and it's 3-2. 